right, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome to the show. If you're a first timer, that's Michael Vick. I'm David Anderson. This is week seven for us. We are uh, we are vested. We are vets. We are back. This is the gaming society football show where we break down the numbers for you in in simple terms but we talk ball and then we slowly relate it back to some some gaming and and that's what i think my favorite thing is to talk ball with mike vick break down the week break down what happened and what happened first and foremost we always like to start with is our all-in bets right what are we most confident in in and and our first time we did this we were we were uh, we were both undefeated we came into the week undefeated. Now, last week, I said my all-in was Kansas City minus six and a half. I won. Mike went with Denver to beat Oakland. Oh, I'm sorry, not Oakland. Vegas, because of all the turmoil going in Vegas. And, and they turned it around and rallied. Well, what do you got to say about your all-in bet, Mike? I mean, I didn't see it coming. I thought you were right. Well, first, I'll say this. On Fox kickoff this Sunday, my storyline was that David Carr was going to step up and be the leader. And uh, him and Greg Olson <laughs> with jail and click. And then, so I totally forgot about, not forgot about what we discussed, but man, it just kind of like, you know, I went yeah. into a different realm in terms of David Carr and what he needed to do in order for this team and that trajectory to go up. Yeah. So I totally lost sight of that. And then, you know, Derek Carr came out and did his thing, man. Shout out to, to the Las Vegas Raiders, Derek Carr and the entire team, the organization for doing what they do. You know, and doing what they did this past weekend, I'm happy for them. It didn't help me with my all-in, but I went all-in on Teddy Bridgewater and they let me down. I, I, you know what? I, I think it's funny because those types of things, you'll either be way you, – you'll be – 100% correct or 0% correct, right? right, you know, right. I mean, sometimes Absolutely. when you take a pick, like you almost won. It was, it's like the team rallied around the situation. The team probably simplified the playbook. The quarterback played well. They all gelled. The team probably came together. They might have had something on field. They communicated this stuff. I, I was really proud of Las Vegas for rallying around that situation. You know, that could have gone a lot of ways. So um, you lost uh, on the scoreboard, but maybe you won, uh, you won in the hearts of uh, Vegas fans after yeah, no uh, doubt. redeeming yourself on Fox. But our all-in bets will be at the end of the show. We always kind of uh, listen to each other and then recap it with an all-in bet. So standings to date, Dave, is 2-0, and Mike 1-1. and We'll get to that at the end of the week but um, or at the end of the show. But I'm, I'm curious, who impressed you week six? You know what I mean? Uh, week six. I got to is is like you're starting to see the identity of these teams. Who who who's standing out to you? I gotta say the Baltimore Ravens. The, yeah. What they did to the Los Angeles Chargers, and and not knowing that, you know, the Chargers will play the way that they played. I didn't expect Justin Herbert to really lay an egg. Mm-hmm. You know, I I thought it would be competitive. I think even on the betting side, I think we picked the over in terms of point score. Yep. You know if I'm saying that correctly. Yep, yep, you are. But Lamar came out, they dominated. Uh, it was like the Ravens expected to win that game. The Chargers didn't expect to win. So it was a difference just in the morale. It was a difference in tempo. It was a difference in, you know, just, you know, the energy. You know, even though the Chargers was on the road, that game right there was a defining moment, I think, for Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens at this juncture in the season. 
I'm I'm uh I'm showing my age. I probably call Derek Carr David Carr once or twice a day oh, oh, whenever I, I reference him. I do it all the time. It's amazing if if your your brother was the first pick, you're also a first rounder. I mean, you went through this situation in your life. Your probably little brother did it, but it's like it's crazy to think that Derek Carr rallied this team. Uh, his brothers on NFL Network talking about him, breaking down the film. It, it, it's it's a cool thing for the family, but I'm really proud of what Las Vegas did. Uh, Derek Carr wise, in terms of the Ravens, I 100% was uh, impressed with them. I think the the team that actually showed up, I'm going to say the opposite of that team, the Chargers, because I didn't see that coming. I think um, yeah. I, I had them positioned. We were talking about them uh, as Super Bowl contenders. We're talking about them. Hey, they're, they're going to be out in front of everyone in the AFC West now with everything going on. We don't know what the Chiefs, what they're looking like. Chiefs go out, beat Washington football team after a lazy first half. Barely. Chargers, yeah, char- Chargers lay an egg. And you're now you're thinking to yourself, did we, did we screw it up? You know, right. were, were, we, were we too soon on the Chargers? And you know what? It just goes to show you that you and I probably should know better. Now it's week seven. These teams, our identity is starting to show. We got to slow roll it a little bit. Dave, you know how sometimes you, you know how sometimes you play them in them games where you just get whipped and you don't know why. Yeah. You get on the bus and you're going back home and you like, oh, what the hell just happened? I, I'm I'm gonna chalk that up to one of those moments for the Chargers and I'm gonna let it go. Week six over with. On the week seven. And you you probably don't strike me as someone that got whipped too many times. Aaron Rodgers. Goes into Chicago, talks about I own this city. I still own you. What teams did you own? Like, did you feel we're getting on the plane? Right. I'm gonna whoop these boys' ass. Like, like okay. I beat them 15 times. I'll beat them 15 more. Who who did you own? All right, on the to, record to America to the people who watch. <laughs> don't get offended by this. I'm just asking a question. Yes. One in Atlanta, Carolina Panthers owned them. Check the track record. Beat them almost every single time from 2002 to 2006. I think they might have got one uh, in 2006. They went and drafted Thomas Davis, you yeah. know, as the wheel linebacker to run me down. So that's hilarious. You know, genius move by the GM. Uh, <laughs> and then when I got to Philadelphia, uh, I owned Dallas and I owned the football team. It was the Redskins at the time. So uh, I can't recall ever losing to those teams, um, not to my recollection. So. You know, don't take that the wrong way. Just keeping it one. Hey, hey, we own the Raiders. We played the. You know how like uh, for those of you who don't know how the NFL schedule works, you play your own division, you play a division outside, and then you play the team the uh, within your AFC uh, within the AFC. So the Texans would always finish third or fourth. You play all the third or fourth teams uh, in the AFC. We always played the Raiders. I don't know why, but we always played the Raiders. Whether we played them in the AFC West or we, or we finished third, they would always finish third. I think we beat them six straight years. Like, we we, we we own them, boys. Whether they're coming to Houston, we were going out to Oakland back in the day. We own the Raiders. Not many other teams. And we were owned by the Colts. The Colts owned us. I don't think I ever beat them. We were that's bad because that's Manning a divisional fans. game. Yes. That's a divisional we bunch, game. Well, you were just saying the same mess, talking about Carolina yeah. owning a divisional opponent. <laughs> yeah. that's, a big, that's a big thing to own. And, yes. and you know what? Like, that just, oh. When you, when you go into those games, you know, those confident you're going to win, it feels nice. Because you look at the schedule, you're like, oh, there's a W. There's a W. Right. And those, don't, right. those don't happen that often. There's not many of those right. exist. Speaking of Ws, uh, our intriguing match of the week has two teams that came off some impressive Ws. Uh, the Titans with their goal line stand versus the Chiefs, mm. uh, who had an, a much-needed victory. The Chiefs are favored in this. Uh, Chiefs minus four. This will be an interesting battle, right? You have... 
the MVP basically of the league, the, who the league is built on with Patrick Mahomes versus probably the maybe the current MVP leader in the race on in some people's uh, books, uh, Derrick Henry, who absolutely showed out in Monday Night Football, uh, yeah. running what twenty two miles per hour at two hundred fifty pounds. The guy's a beast. They Chiefs, him. they did clock him. Chiefs, Chiefs <laughs> versus Titans. It's it's kind of like a new school versus old school matchup. Who do you like in this game? Yeah, it's an intriguing matchup. Let me ask you this because I'm not brought up to speed, but I know you will bring okay. me up to speed, my brother. Who's at home? The so Titans let me just get to the Titans are at home. Chiefs versus Titans. Always the second team mentioned. Chiefs versus Titans. Okay. All right. So I'll say this. Even though I hate making this type of statement in terms of must-win situations, because when you say must-win, it's really a must-win situation. You know what I'm it's saying, getting to, It's getting to those stages, yep. And, and for the Kansas City Chiefs, it just feel like it's a must-win situation. You know, they got the three and three this week, but it seemed like they barely got there. Yep. And now this week is an even tougher opponent who's going to have some morale after playing the Buffalo Bills and beating them yesterday. Yep. They're going to feel good about that. So, oh, yeah. I hate picking against... Patrick Mahomes, because, you know, he, you never know what you're going to get. And it's always on the positive side. But as of right now, I feel like, you know, things are a little dicey over there. It's, it's a little sketchy. Yeah. But I'm going to go with Kansas City to pull this one out. Okay. But they can't stop Derrick Henry. It's going to be a long day. It's going to be, a, gonna long be a long day. day. It's going to be, gonna a, be long a long day. day. So I'm rolling with the Chiefs. I'm rolling with them out of love. And there you go. I respect that. I think uh, one thing that isn't mentioned, the, the offensive line on the uh, on the Titans does have some injuries, right? Yeah. But then you flip that and say the Chiefs are bottom six in average rushing yards allowed per game, right? So they're in the bottom, not even the bottom half, the bottom half of the half of, uh, of, of rush defense. So you immediately put them down there. The thing is, the Chiefs in a lot of ways – they're they're pretty strong up front, but that doesn't matter to Derrick Henry. I feel like yeah. the thing is the first quarter he runs into the defensive line. The second quarter he's running into defensive line and linebackers. The third quarter he's running into linebackers and DBs. <laughs> and the fourth quarter, no one wants to tackle him. You watch the, the end of those perfect. games. He the the the, the D linemen are like, I'm done with him. I'm done a running into 250, 50. Yeah, he's just wearing everybody out. And I think people that there was a great stat on Monday Night Football showing his yards per carry per quarter, and it just goes right. up and up I and up. It. And I think it's absolutely the fact that this guy's 250 pounds running at your face 26, yeah. 27, 30 times a game. Like, that's a tough man to stop. And, 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 and I'm with you that the Chiefs are hard to bet against. Um, but just for that fact alone, I think Tennessee's going to out, go out there, pound them, and they just beat a team a lot like the Chiefs and the Bills. I'm going to take the opposite of this. I, I'm going to take the Titans to, to win this game. I'm going to take them straight up to win. I think they're going to beat the like Chiefs, uh, not just cover. I think the Titans are going to win, and I think they are going to hit the, the over is 56.5, which I think is pretty high for this game, 28 to 28. But I'm going to go with the Titans uh, to cover. It looks like that line's moving almost as we speak. Chiefs minus four, but we'll uh, we'll play that out. It's funny. You got Offensive Player of the Year, Derrick Henry. Quick splash right here. I want to get your opinion. Offensive Player of the Year in the NFL, Derrick Henry, Devontae Adams, Kyler Murray. Who gets, your, who gets Mike Vick's vote? Derrick Henry. Why isn't Kyler Murray getting any no, love? They're Kyler, undefeated. No, 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 no. Kyler Murray. All right. See, now and, 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 and look, I'm not just because because I watched Kyler the last three weeks, 
and I, and I just went and watched some film on him and just to see what he was doing. Yeah. He looks faster. He's making better decisions and he, he's playing within the framework of the offense, which is everything that Cliff Kingsbury wanted. And then to go win a game last week without his coach on the sideline, I think that that was, you know, it said a lot about the team and them being able to come together. Yeah. You know, it, it's all about the leaders on that team and for them to be able to come together at a time and need says a lot about their character. I like that. It's funny. They, they got to start getting some primetime games, right? You, I'm, I'm ready to see them on Sunday it's night coming. football. I'm ready to see them on Monday night football. And for our primetime pick of the week, we got Saints for Seahawks. Uh, an interesting matchup probably three weeks ago. Now we're kind of like looking at like, who are these teams? Yeah. Uh, what are they going to be? How are they going to get through this situation? They're both in interesting situations from franchise uh, perspective. Um, you got the Saints. Obviously, uh, rallying behind uh, Wentz, Jameis, what are they going to do? How are they going to play? You got the Seahawks uh, trying to figure out, can they be a Geno Smith team for a couple weeks? I don't know. You got the Saints favored, minus five here. But in terms of a breakdown, you got the Saints flying all the way from New Orleans to Seattle, right? Got to play the 12th man. Got to deal with now the October cold. Got to deal with all all the issues in Seattle. To me, Seattle has always been a much different team home than away and they always seem to get those bounces when they're at home so i like them in this game but tell me what it's like we've talked a little bit a couple weeks ago flying all the way to seattle to play that team but this is a warm weather team new orleans is practicing outside still probably sweating sweating their balls off in new orleans flying all the way to seattle you dealt with this at atlanta what is it like going all the way across there playing seattle Maybe a little more confident with a different quarterback, but break this down from break this game. Yeah, I mean, in, in terms of the travel, I don't think that would affect them. Seattle, with the, the most you're gonna get is what rain, sixty five degrees. I think Jameis can handle that. Damn, damp. yeah, you just might get some. Yeah, like, a little wet weather. It might just be a little damp out there. So, sure. you know, it's not gonna be affected. Um, for Jameis, okay. right now, I like the way he's playing. Um, but I'm curious to know what's, what's going on with Michael Thomas. Has it showed up? Um, you know, I know he's an integral part of the offense and what they do in New Orleans, and I think he has to be on the field in order for them to, to win this game. Not necessarily because Zeno is very careless with the ball, and, you know, I was a little distraught yeah. uh, Sunday night when he had a chance to win that game. And, and he, yeah. you know, just a careless mistake. So he got to clean that up. I think the New Orleans Saints defense, they they starting to rally and they they playing, you know, some good team ball. Uh, so I give them the benefit of the doubt. I give them the edge in this one. I think they come out of this one with a win. And Sean Payton and, you know, Jameis Winston, they, they gelling, they clicking. And I, I think, you know, I think that yeah. they arrived. It, it, it- Talk about uh, Jameis taking over the starting role and not having their 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 biggest the best target in, in Mar- Michael Thomas. Did you ever have a situation like that in any of the no. teams you played, where there was kind of like one of your best players was out and you kind of didn't know? You know, I mean, it feels like Ben Simmons uh, not, in the seventy yeah, sixers yeah, or like, something. Like, what like the hell is going it's on? It's a missing piece of the puzzle, and it's so evident that yeah, you know, I know other guys are stepping up and making plays, but we still used to seeing Michael Thomas, you know, in big moments. Yeah. And, you know, I lost Deshaun Jackson a couple games, and you can feel it. You can feel his presence not being out there. And, 
you know, I, I hated going into games knowing I had to rely on somebody else to fill that void that was going to be missed. And a big issue, obviously, in Seattle is the void of, of Russell yeah. Wilson and uh, his presence. Um, obviously, he gets a lot of credit for the leadership. And, and I just think of being the uh, um, being him and Pete Carroll just seem really in sync in terms of what they want the team to do, what the what the the, the values and the people and and and, the, and who they have on that Seattle team from a locker room and a, and a, on the field perspective. Which is why I was always interested in hearing about Pete Carroll reaching out to yeah. Cam Newton, right? You talk about a guy, Cam Newton, that for some reason or another, I don't know. I've never spoken to Cam Newton my entire life. Seems to be polarizing, um, but Pete Carroll reaches out to Cam Newton. Let me just start with that. I, a head coach never reached out to me. Did you get phone calls from head coaches ever? They're talking to reaching. What does never that had even a head mean? Coach reach out to me, but what that means? is Pete Carroll is interested in Cam Newton. And it says a lot about how he feel about Geno. And you never know, behind closed doors, Russell could be out for a longer period of time. So if you're going to sign... That's what yeah, people if don't you're going to sign yeah. Cam, yeah. go ahead, get him in now so he can start learning and then give Geno this five to six week grace period. And if he don't show up and show out, then, you know, you always got Cam Newton who can step in and fill the board. Is it almost a... Um, a detriment to Cam Newton that he is still kind of thought of as a starter. So, like, you bring him in to Seattle, you almost want to play him after two or three weeks, and then he gets to play two or three weeks, and then Russell Wilson's back ready to play, and now he's a backup. And it's like, that's not who Cam Newton is. He's not ready to be a backup. He's not that type of player. He doesn't like that type of role. Do you think that's yeah. hurting him? It's not like you're bringing in my old good friend Sage Rosenfeld was is the is the greatest happiest backup on the planet. How is that bringing someone in like that? Yeah, it, it's tough, man. Shout out to Sage, man. I was good friends with Sage Rosenfeld. That was my man. Who's in the same draft? <laughs> you know he was Sage. In the same draft class. Yeah, you know Sage. Boy. Okay. So shout out to Sage, man. That's I love, I love the yeah. Rosenhammer, the Rosencopter. Yeah, that's, that's my dude. But yep. You know, Cam got it accept his role. He know he's not going to be the starter. Yeah. He know if he comes to Seattle, Russell Wilson's coming back. So, you know, just get in your mind and your head that you're going to be the best backup that you can be. You know, approach it with some humility and just be thankful for the opportunity that you're being given and, yeah. and, and make the most of it. His number's going to get called. And Pete Carroll has been very generous with Geno. Geno's been a backup in Seattle for the last three years, haven't played it down. Cam can make that his home yeah. for a couple years, and you never know. Have a couple good, couple good games, good preseason, and then move on to become a starter somewhere else. I think, I think um, Jeb Putzier. I don't know if you remember Jeb Putzier was a tight end for the Broncos. He was with us for the Texans for a little bit. I got cut my second year and brought back uh, like week two, and it was tough for me to walk back in that locker room, like where I just got cut and to come back. And Jeb, I remember Jeb sat me down because I didn't have like the best first practice. And he's like, look, no one cares. You're not special. This is professional football. You're out here. You got a spot in the locker room. You either make it happen now or you're gone forever. So get your ego out of the way and go play ball when they ask you to play ball. And I think like that was something that I passed on to other guys who had the similar situation. Right. And, And like it's not like Cam Newton would listen to me in that situation, but there is a guy that can grab him and say yeah. something like that to Cam if he does come in. And I think he knows that. Interesting thing about Cam is they actually have odds on him on the next team. <laughs> Seahawks, Texans, Dolphins, Steelers, Bengals, 
Washington football team, Cowboys, Giants, Colts, Panthers. So they got 10 different destinations for them. Um, Panthers being the lowest on the uh, the the lowest yeah. on the totem pole there. I don't think he'll ever go back to Carolina. Do you where where do you think Cam lands if he lands this year? Cam will either land in Seattle as we just spoke about, or he'll or he'll land with the football team because they are about done with yeah. Taylor Heineke. I know he just got an endorsement with Heineken and all that. Look, man, it was a good look. It was a good look for two weeks, but you know yeah. they they got to start winning some games to match with that defense because. Those guys playing lights out, and they playing it all out in the line, but they not getting yeah. the complimentary quarterback play that they need. That's a good way to put it. Well, speaking of complimentary quarterback play, speaking of complimenting uh, uh, what's going on, right? And I think that's that, that's what's really interesting about the betting academy today or today and this week, right? Is when you notice something that's a little different and you see it week to week, you can take advantage of certain things in, in, in gambling. Um, the, the one thing that's the most interesting is early money. All right, Mike. So I'm gonna teach you what early money is. Yeah, go ahead. You ready? It's the first, it's the, it's the first bet out there. Okay. Right. So what happens is they start a line. So just think about it. If, if remember I told back in the day, I was telling you about how lines adjust based on the amount of money going in. Right. So early money gets in there. So let's say they post lines are going to get a uh, plus twelve uh, versus the LA okay. Rams, right? They get or, or the Rams are favored minus twelve. All of a sudden, boom! All the money dumps on the Rams because everyone mm-hmm. thinks they're going to win. That's called okay. the early money. Boom! The line adjusts to minus okay. fourteen. So that's the early money. So when people reference the early money, it's basically those initial bets okay. posted, and everyone adjusts. So a lot of people call yeah. that the sharp money. Because it's the smart people who are interested in betting. That means they're betting literally sometimes on Sunday night or Monday morning. Because after the game, they'll post the odds for the next week. So, boom, the line's hit for the next week's game. These people are okay. already betting on it. And so they're trying to get it taken advantage. So sometimes when, when, when you'll listen to gamblers and you'll listen to people that bet on different things, they talk about, oh, the early money came in on the Rams and then the late money came on the Lions. It doesn't necessarily mean anyone's right or wrong. Sometimes, though, the sharp money yeah. is, is the better money yeah. to follow, and that's where was yeah. the early money pit. So if you're following something, it's pretty a general, generally right, good to follow. Right. That makes money. sense. But, all right, so, Mike, every week we're introducing new different types of bets, new things that you can bet on for free here on the Gaming Society. Every week you can play the Game Society football game for free and win $7,000 seven after the Mr. Mike Vick. Uh, answer 10 questions correctly to win the $7,000 or finish first and you're guaranteed a prize. I did not do that well last week. I don't know how well you did, Mike, but I certainly didn't finish first or get all 10 correctly. I was I, I was pretty bad. But all you need to do is answer questions like this. So we're going to give you, give, we're going to first put Mike Vick on the spot. How many rushing yards will Kyler Murray have this week? 0 to 15, 15 to 25. 26 to 35, 35 to 50, or 51 plus. This is where they give you. They give yeah, you five see, options. Difficult. It should be five 0 to 25 and 25 uh, plus. I'm going to say <laughs> 35 to 50 for sure. I know he can get that to me. All right. See, I was like 26 yeah. to 35. Interesting. He's averaging 19.3 rushing yards a game. But this is what we talked about last week. It's really hard to predict how many yards guys like this, probably guys like yourself, yeah. get because – you probably only have 25 yards predicted in that like, oh, yeah, we're going to call a draw here. We're going to call we're going to call a sweep. Yeah, all it takes is for the offensive line to come and not not to play. 
Yeah. And all of a sudden, yeah, he's I, running for a hundred yards. Those guys yeah, lose focus, then you you know you gotta you gotta skate. But here here is one thing that I find most interesting about Kyler Murray. Last year, he ran for eight hundred nineteen yards in yeah. sixteen games. Right, he was running all over the place, running his face off, trying to make things happen. Trying to make things happen. This year, he's on pace for three hundred twenty-eight yards. So he's settling down. Yeah. He's picking his spots. He's doing a lot of that stuff that you always talk about: gaining maturity, understanding when to go, where to go. I think I mean, that's why he's having a lot of success, right? He, he got an arsenal. I mean, he got Rondell Moore. Yeah. He got Christian Kirk. He got AJ Green. He got DeAndre Hopkins. And Edmonds behind him. Like, he got weapons. So he don't have to run yeah. no more. Those guys going to catch the ball, get open. And, and that Rondell Moore, he's a good football player, man. He's solid. Speed to power, solid. Yeah. All right, next question for, for Mike Vick. Will Lamar Jackson have a single runner pass of 35 yards or more this yes. week? He's struggling with the deep ball. He's struggling with the long run. Um, No, Bengals playing tough, so I say no. Yeah, as soon as I yeah, Bengals playing tough right now. They playing good football, so I don't see Lamar busting one. If you throw this out, yeah. If you throw this out against anybody, I would say yes. So I'm gonna stick with yes. Yeah, that's fair. At first, I didn't care. I didn't. I didn't care who, but, but yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say yes. But I think we'll, we'll see. But just like that, you answer those questions every week. Play the game society. Football game for free with a chance to win seven thousand dollars. Answer questions like that. Questions like that with me and Mike Vick will be playing. And if I win, I'm taking the money. Same here. You know, I'm not giving it back to charity. I'm taking that seven grand. So that's no worries. But building a new house. (laughs) That's not fantasy money. That is real money. But we are going to talk fantasy football. We always uh, like to slowly close down the show with our fantasy football. Now I I, uh, have to sadly admit I I uh, have my first loss this week or last week. Paul Pierce uh, gave me a loss. It was sad. You lost the Paul. Um, you lost the Paul. Yeah, I lost a Paul. I lost a Paul. I didn't start it. I, I uh, mistakenly didn't start Ertz, um, and I had an issue, uh, and, and and that was a problem. But um, that's sad. But you're you can do me a favor. <laughs> you play KG this yeah. week. I need you to beat KG, and I got Ray Lewis. So we got a big, a big week, week seven matchup. Dave Anderson, Dave Anderson versus Ray Lewis. I'm five and one. I think you're two. I think I'm three and three. Three and three playing KG. Yeah. Yeah, playing KG. So set your rosters, get it straight. I'm playing the worst manager in Ray Lewis. I'm hoping he doesn't set his roster and I'm going to be all over. Yeah, I don't think Ray been paying uh, attention to what's going on. Some issues. But KG got best manager uh, and is also five and one. So. Um, he's technically a leader going into halfway of the season here. He's got more points than me, so yeah. Well, I ain't scared. I tell you that. Yeah, look, man, I'm I still. See, not... I see him and Paul Pierce posting all these pictures on Sunday. Yeah, Paul having a good time, man, because he's whipping everybody. <laughs> the fantasy football league, though, is is one of my favorite things on the planet right now. So uh, it, it going to my. I love going to my phone checking to see, you know, what's going on in every <laughs> statistical category, and if I'm winning or, or losing. They got all the little animated and the cartoons yeah, on that cool. thing. It's kind of fun. You know, I, I like that. But we always like to end this show. We start the show with All In. We end the show with All In. Um, all In, what is the bet we feel most confident about, right? If I'm listening to myself talk to Mike Vick this week, I'm him breaking it. We're breaking down quarterback play. We broke down the Chiefs versus Titans. We broke down the Saints versus the Seahawks. 
We talk about early better. Where's the sharp better? This is our early money. Early money all in. Mike, who you got this week? My all in better the week. I'm going Green Bay over the football team. And I say that for a couple of different reasons. Okay. One, Aaron Rodgers, he usually hits his groove around week six, seven, eight, and he's shown to be on top of his game the last couple of weeks. And then after he verbally abused the Chicago Bears <laughs> this past week, like I, I know he's playing with a lot of confidence and, and, and a lot of um, a lot of bravado. So, you know, I, that's one. Two, you know, I think on the defensive side of the ball, they're rushing the passer. They, they're getting to the quarterback. And, you know, when you can do that, you make a guy like Taylor Heineke uncomfortable or whoever else is going to step in and, and, and play the quarterback position for the opposition, then, you know, it's, it's an uncomfortable situation. They get the ball back to Aaron Rodgers. They're scoring rapidly and, and consistently. So that's my all-in better the week. I like Aaron Rodgers and the state of his game right now. Well, you'd be happy to know that pretty much everyone in the country is following you in that this game basically started off at seven and a half. Green Bay was favored uh, against the Washington football team. They That line has since been moved to nine and a half. So everyone is basically listening to Mike yeah. Vick out there. They agree with you that Listen Aaron Rodgers is on a roll. I think it's really, really good advice and input there that like when guys catch their stride, right? I think it's, in, it's, it's different for every position. Quarterbacks... Oh. Takes them oh. three or four games sometimes to get rolling. Offensive linemen, I feel like sometimes it takes them two or three yeah. games to kind of find their footing. Receivers, I always yeah. found one game. You get hit, you find the speed of the game. You're 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 in there to win it. Running backs is a little different, mainly because I think a pass pro, right? Like they got to get the yep. speed of pass pro down. I'm my all in bet. I'm gonna go a little different here. I'm going the San Francisco 49ers over the Indianapolis okay. Colts. I think the Niners. They're coming off a bye week. Uh, I, I liked the way that they were playing. I know they lost to uh, Arizona. They lost to, uh, uh, they have some losses, but I always feel like a team that can regroup on a bye week. They get to play against an Indianapolis Colts team who is struggling for an identity. Um, uh, the Colts did have some. I nice said they're coming recently, off a win, Dave. They're I like off I, a win, bro. I like I I the 49ers here. Um, the, we will see if I'm right, obviously. But my all-in bet, San Francisco 49ers over the Colts. Uh, Michael Vick's all-in bet, Green Bay in the red-hot Aaron Rodgers over the Washington football team. That's what it is. You heard it here. And that is the end of our show. Now, Mike, I'm not going to mention anything about your background because I don't think you need to tell everybody that you're in the Bahamas. Um, special but, trip, uh... man. Special trip for a special lady that happens to be my daughter who turned 14 today. So we celebrating, no doubt. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to her. That is, you know what? That's a, you mentioned it's a 30 minute plane ride. That's like us going, uh, it's yeah, like it's me like going this. down to Cabo. So that's uh, fair. Fair is fair. Um, I think more than anything, Mike, week seven, we're hitting our stride. I'm excited to see kind of how our bets shape up, how, how our predictions shape up, how our talks about this shape up, because we pretty much we're, we're on to some advanced stuff. When we're talking yeah. about the betting academy, early money, Mike Vick. So for all of you listening out there, if you haven't caught up in, in, in our early weeks, it's fun to skip through some stuff, pick on some segments that we that we uh, that we highlight. I'm, I'm Dave Anderson. That is Mike Vick. This is Week 7 Gaming Society Football Show. You guys enjoy it.